it is Kristen Dominique here and I'm back with another episode of Better With Chocolates. Thank you so much for joining me this week for the second episode of 2022 and the second episode back from being off for an entire year. Like damn, still can't get over how long it's been since I've done this and it's just mad. Anyways, um, yes. So I'm back with better audio this week. Um, if you listened to my episode last week, yeah, you might notice the sound quality was a little meh, you know? Um, and that's because my forgetful ass did not realize that uh, I was recording through my built-in mic on my laptop as opposed to the actual mic that I have. So The audio is sounding a little bit crisper and clearer this week, if you hadn't noticed. Um, And if you didn't notice, I just pointed out, so hopefully you notice now. But anyways, what up, guys? It is the second week of February, and we are still celebrating Black History Month. Yeah, so happy Black History Month to everybody. And again, you know, as we all know, we are all, we're Black 24-7. 365. However, this month we use the opportunity to highlight and celebrate. You know, this month especially, of all the 12 months, we exude the pride and the love for our blackness and we celebrate it without apology. Unapologetically black, if you will. Anyways, Uh, yeah, so this is the second episode into a series that I am starting that is highlighting, um, notable black Canadian figures, past and present, you know, uh, cause as I stated in my episode last week, um, being a Canadian and living in Canada, I feel that, especially being a black person in Canada, I think it's very important that we learn a little bit about black Canadian history. So much emphasis is placed on Black U.S. history, which again, still very important, like I mentioned last week, you know, but I feel like it's talked about more than about the history in our own country. So I'm taking it upon myself, and I know I'm not the only one. I know that there is a slew of content creators in Canada that are also doing the same, and I think it's amazing. So this is my contribution to the conversation. And wanting to educate fellow Canadians about, and fellow, you know, Black Canadians and Canadians on a whole. <laughs> I'm rambling right now. But um, yes, you know, just educating people a bit more about the history of Black people in Canada. Because the history of that or the contribution of Black people in Canada go far beyond what we know and what we're taught in school. I know growing up for me, I learned a lot about the Underground Railroad and Canada's contribution to that. And, you know, uh, we learned about a few, like a handful of important black figures. And again, there's so much more, there's such rich, rich history across the country. And yeah, I want to highlight some people, you know. And again, if you guys like this series and you want it to be a regular thing, I definitely can do it. I can make it into a segment where, yeah, we highlight some prominent black Canadian figures in this country and yeah so anyways I'm gonna need your feedback on that so if you guys like this series like I said let me know and we will figure something out all right cool 
<laughs> so yes, getting into the episode. Uh, last week, I talked about Matthew DaCosta, who was the first recorded Black African to visit Canada as a free man. So if you missed that episode, feel free to peruse on over and have a listen. It is a short one. So yeah, take about 20 minutes of your day to learn a little bit about some Black Canadian history. Why not? Actually, before I jump into this week's episode, let's kind of, you know, check in and see what's going on around us. So unless you were falling asleep under a rock. No, that was weird. Why did I say that? (laughs) Unless you've been asleep under a rock. Unless you've been under a rock. (laughs) However the saying goes, whatever. Unless you have absolutely no access to television or social media or cell phone or whatever, um, you know that the convoy, the truckers protest or whatever um, that's been going on in Ottawa for the last couple of weeks is still going on. And the domino effect of that, we have a slew of protests happening across the country. I believe there are some happening south of the border as well. Uh, yeah, still kind of waiting on what's to come on the other side. Like what what's going to happen on the other side of this, you know? Um, Justin Trudeau has still kind of been MIA through all of this and have yet to address the the truckers and their concerns. So a lot of criticism coming his way for that. Also, a lot of divisive uh, rhetoric online and within the media that we're seeing about this protest and who's leading the protest and what the protest stands for. And, you know, people are calling it an anti-vax protest and all this other stuff. And I'm not really going to spend some time sharing my opinion on here because about that, because for me, I'm a believer of free choice. Choose what you want to do. If you want to get vaccinated great. If you don't want to get vaccinated, great. You know, it's not my job to judge anybody or to kind of project onto people my views on things, whichever side I fall on, you know what I mean? And I feel like that should be, that should be the the attitude for everybody, you know, the government included. I don't think things should be imposed upon people, you know, just... Let the resources be available and let people make the choice whether or not they want to, you know, partake or or they don't. That's it's really as simple as that. But hey, I don't make the rules around here. You know, I don't get paid the big bucks to do that. So <laughs> I'm going to keep my little opinion to myself. But yeah, I am also, I'm just really curious to see what the outcome of this is going to be. And um, yeah, how long this is going to go on for, because I think it's going on to two weeks or three weeks, if I remember correctly. I think at this point, yeah, it's been about two-ish weeks. So yeah, let's see. I mean, the, the truckers say that they're not leaving until they get a conversation or they have a conversation with the prime minister or, or at least the government drops the mandates. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, the virus is here. It is what it is. We just got to learn to live with it. And that's basically it this isn't a political podcast so that's as deep as I'm gonna go into it but I am curious um to hear your thoughts so if you know you're listening and you have some very strong thoughts about it then please share it with me you know you can email the podcast or you can uh find uh the podcast on Instagram and uh send a message there I'm always open to having discourse about various topics so 
yes so there's that um yeah you know i have not been following much of the news or like pop culture news or anything like that i am getting my little uh snippets from social media so i'm kind of like you know following along what's going on but i'm not like entrenched in it you know i'm not kind of like looking at think reading think pieces and looking at you know other podcasts that are covering topics and stuff like that and i'm not doing that but i am aware of the whole controversy with joe rogan and spotify and his use of the n-word um yeah you know i personally have not listened to a single episode of joe rogan's podcast his brand is not really my thing you know it's just i don't know i just have no interest in taking in anything that he creates i mean there's really no rhyme or reason behind it. it's just you know sometimes you just look at people's brand of stuff and you're just kind of like it's not my jam you know what and that's just what it is so i haven't listened to the clip of you know joe rogan's use of the n-word or whatever audio was released about it but my only thought on the matter is that and especially because we've seen so many different examples of this happening um, of public figures or you know political figures celebrities whatever just thrown around the n-word so casually right particularly non-white or sorry <laughs> particularly uh, non-black uh, and white people for me my thought process is always the same it's just like just don't fucking say it <laughs> you know like I don't care if your husband or girlfriend or boyfriend or partner or whoever is black I don't care if you grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood I don't care if you know you hang out with a lot of black people or I don't even care if your one black friend said that it's okay you know don't say it it's 2022 we know good and goddamn well what that word means the historical use of it and you know the use of that some people still use it with the hard r um and then we also hear the excuses of these people once they get called out and they get put on the spot you know they have the excuse of oh well you know i didn't know any better or you know i'm so glad that i am now educated or i can be educated on it and i apologize and blah 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 look again like i said this pattern is not new save the apologies <laughs> you know again it's 2022 i think we all know better but the only thing that these people are sorry about when they get called out is that they got caught or that they got called out so it's like if you said what you said just own it and you know take the repercussions that come with it because you know it's not a favorable word it has a nasty dirty history um people still use it in a very derogatory way uh the way i look at it is like you know people shouldn't use it period black or otherwise like it's a word that i don't care for I can appreciate how, you know, we as a community has taken it back and used it as a term of endearment. Regardless, I think, and especially because like it's so engraved in pop culture because a lot of pop culture is made or mimicked, um, sorry, a lot of pop culture influence comes from black culture, especially black American culture. And we see it on social media, the way that everybody talks, the way that people write and the, you know, the text and everything that we see, a lot of the memes are written in AAVE and, you know, there's that influence, a heavy, you know, 
black influence in pop culture and especially in rap music and everything like that and so you know when people take in this stuff they feel like okay they're comfortable saying it and I think we have to stop making it comfortable you know what I mean like just stop making it comfortable for them period you know and not wait till something happens for us to have the outrage for 48 hours and then forget about it you know what I'm saying so this type of thing happens far too often so if you're a non-black person listening to this you know you feel compelled to say it it's just an itch that you gotta scratch don't scratch it okay what what I find with some with most itches is that if you leave it alone it goes away so just because you feel like you want to say it or your surroundings make you feel comfortable to say it don't say it (laughs) there's absolutely no reason why anybody should be saying it anyways like it's It's just baffling to me because it's like there's absolutely like no reason to have that word in your vocabulary at all in any way, shape or form. So easy solve, everybody. Just don't say it. Just don't say the fucking word and just leave it alone. Okay. And and that's it. So that's that. <laughs> um, yeah. So kind of staring away from. Actually, no, I guess, I mean, I guess it kind of falls into what we're doing here because it is Black History Month and, you know, we're talking about all that good stuff. Um, So, yeah, just getting into this week's episode. Last week, we talked about Matthew DaCosta, who was the first recorded Black African to visit Canada. So if you did miss that episode, you can peruse on over and have a listen. It is a short one, about 20 minutes. So yeah, you can take that in and learn a little bit about Matthew DaCosta. And again, this is a uh, series that, I, that I'm doing specifically for Black History Month. However, if you find yourself enjoying these little historical tidbits or snippets of prominent Black Canadian figures, then let me know and can definitely make it a regular thing can definitely make it a part of the show, make it a segment, because if you know me, you know that I'm all about black history and, uh, you know, in particularly educating more people about black Canadian history. Like I mentioned in the episode last week, there's a lot of emphasis placed on uh, black history in the U.S., which is very important for sure. But, you know, being in Canada, I feel like it's important to look at the history of our black people here. So I know there are a slew of content creators, you know, doing that. I'm seeing them on TikTok and I think it's dope. And so this is my contribution to the conversation. So without further further ado, let's get into this week's episode. And uh, this week I decided to highlight a very you know, extraordinary black woman by the name of Rosemary Brown. So Rosemary Brown was Canada's first black female member of a provincial legislator and also the first woman to run for leadership of a federal political party. So Rosemary Brown was born on June 17th in 1930 in Kingston, Jamaica, and migrated to Canada in 1951 to study social work. Uh, She graduated from McGill University 
uh, earning her bachelor's and then uh, the University of British Columbia, where she received her master's in social work. Um, so being a woman of her time, a black woman of her time, she encountered both racism and sexism firsthand when uh, going through her university experience. Uh, so when applying for housing or summer jobs and things of that sort. And that kind of led her into a life of advocacy and activism. So following her graduation, Rosemary became very involved with two social groups that would pretty much help shape her political mindset. First group is called the British Columbia Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And the other was called the Voice of Women. Uh, she also worked briefly with the Children's Aid Society and also as a counselor at Simon Fraser University. She was also featured as a panelist on a national television series called People in Conflict. I personally have never seen that show. I'm assuming it's something that was on air on the 60s and that was way before my time. But nonetheless, still, uh, you know, very cool, especially given that time that we were that uh, that it was back then. So during the whole turbulence of the 1960s, Rosemary found a renewed purpose in her role as a political advocate against racism and sexism. And at the time in the 1960s, traditional roles of race and gender were being challenged in Canadian politics. So being a black woman, she was at the intersection of both of those issues. And so obviously she was very qualified to speak for both groups. She brought an exceptional level of awareness to her role as an ombudsman and founding member of the Vancouver Status of Women Council. Some of her political achievements include in 1972, her entering the provincial politics as a new, Demo uh, new Democratic Party candidate. On August 30th in 1972, she won her seat in the riding of Vancouver Burrard, and she became the first Black woman to sit in the Legislative Assembly of British Columbia. During her time... In that seat, she created a committee to remove sexism in British Columbia's educational material. So among her many other accomplishments, she played an important role in forming the Burger Commission on the Family. And in 1975, she ran for the leadership of the federal NDP party with the slogan, Brown is Beautiful. She broke color barriers in the federal arena, and she ran to a very close second to Ed Broadbent, and uh, also ahead of three other candidates. She retired from politics in 1988 and then turned her attention to international advocacy. So she served three years as CEO of the advocacy group Match International Women's Fund, and she held additional positions uh, thereafter. She traveled widely, sorry, she traveled widely, not wildly. <laughs> Sorry about that. She traveled widely and gave many speeches, gaining support for overseas projects that promoted the political, economic, and social advancement of women in developing countries. Brown was also, she also helped founded the Canadian Women's Foundation in 1991. And in 1993, she was named Chief Commissioner of the Ontario Human Rights Commission, a position that she held until 1996 all while continuing her work with the uh, organization, organization Match. Um, some of her awards and recognitions include 15 honorary doctorates from Canadian universities. She also received the Order of British Columbia in 1995 and the Order of Canada in 1996. And in 1973, the, she uh, was awarded the United Nations Human Rights Fellowship.
So Rosemary Brown's life was dedicated to breaking down traditional barriers against both women and black people in Canada. And all of this is documented in her autobiography titled Being Brown, A Very Public Life. And then on February 2009, Canada Post issued a commemorative stamp that shows Brown standing before the BC Legislative Building. So that was done posthumous for her as Rosemary passed away April 26, 2003 in Vancouver, British Columbia. So that is a little bit about Rosemary Brown, Canada's first black female member of parliament. So I think that's pretty big. And the fact that we did not learn about her in school um, is a little upsetting, but that's okay. Cause the, well, you know what? It's not okay. It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> and hopefully, again, I don't know what the curriculum is now, like uh, what it's like these days, but um, I do hope that students are learning more about people like Rosemary Brown and Matthew DaCosta and other figures that I will be talking about, other black people that I will be talking about, because uh, again, this is a big part of history. Not only did she make way um, for, uh, you know, women in politics here in Canada, but black women specifically, and especially being... Um, an immigrant as well. So very, very cool. Very, very interesting person right here. I'm definitely going to check out her book and give that a read because I think that's amazing. And I hope that, you know, more people start talking about her and learning about her life and um, understanding her place in Canadian politics, you know? So yeah, that is Rosemary Brown. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed that uh, little bit of Black Canadian history there. Before I sign off, you know, got to do a little bit of housekeeping here. So as always, if you're not already, you can always follow the podcast at BWC Podcast on Instagram. And of course, if you have any feedback or any any episode ideas or if you'd like to be, you know, featured on the show, I'm always open to having guests. In fact, I love it. I love having people on the show. So please, you can always feel free to email at betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com. So again, that's betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com. Uh, as always, you know, you can follow me on my personal account if you wish. Uh, that is kdominique underscore on Instagram. And as well, if you did not know, I also do have a website and a business, small business that I run um, selling my art and uh, art accessories. I call them art accessories, but really there's just jewelry. But um, yeah, it's called Dominique Designs. And you can visit my website and online shop at dominiquedesigns.ca. And uh, yeah, also on Instagram for that, dominiquedesigns underscore underscore. I hate that I have to use so many underscores, but it is what it is, you know? Um, yeah. So that's where you can find me online. I also have an art page too, but I feel like I'm plugging so much, but, um, yeah, my art page, whatever, I'll mention it is KD creative underscore underscore <laughs> on Instagram. Um, aside from bringing you this wonderful content on a podcast every week, I am also outside of my regular day job. I am an interdisciplinary artist. Uh, so yeah, I paint, I draw, I create. So take a look at my stuff. And if you're looking for somebody to help, you know, to make some cool shit, you know, hit me up. I'm open for commissions. But anyways, 
oh yes, <laughs> almost forgot. If you want to see some of my work, it will be on display at the Daniel Spectrum's Cultural Center, uh, located in downtown Toronto, in a dope exhibition that I am so happy to be a proud uh, to be a part of. Why can't I talk this week? My Lord. Anyways, I'm very excited to be a part of this um, this exhibition. It's my second exhibition ever, you know, and I'm so happy that it's this show and it's at the Daniel Spectrum Cultural Center. Uh, the show is called Future Forward Forever, a Black Artist Exhibition. So I am one of many artists that will be featured in the show and it is going to be running from February 14th to March 7th. So if you are in the Toronto area or in GTA um, and you want to check it out, please do. I encourage you to take in more art. And uh, yeah, I think that's about does it for me. Um, Yeah, I'm still getting back into the swing of things, you know, it's like getting on a bike after how many years like you never really quite forget how to do it but you do kind of wobble a little bit and I still feel like I'm doing that um re-emerging into the podcasting world so bear with me you know I'm still trying to get back my pacing and stuff like that I mean like the whole audio snafu of last week like me forgetting to uh <laughs> record from my mic and recording on the actual built-in mic laptop. Anyways, the audio was trash last week and I do apologize for that. But hey, I'm back. We doing this and we gonna get it right, okay? And it's gonna be dope. And as always, I always look forward to, you know, putting out new episodes for you guys each week. And I'm loving this series and I'm loving the timing in which I decided to do it. It's been a lot of fun, um, you know, doing my research and learning, learning along the way because I love to learn. You know, who doesn't, who doesn't love to expand the mind and grow? <laughs> but yes, that is enough for me, enough rambling. And again, thank you so much for joining me this week. And until next time, keep safe and be loved. All right. Bye, guys. Peace.